Dr. Noemi and I are sitting here. This is Bishop Gary Oliver, and you have tuned in to The Secret Place. Dr. Noemi, would you greet the family and friends? Yes, amen. Welcome. We're so glad that you have joined us. We have a powerful word. Uh, we've been here praying, and we're excited to hear what Bishop has to say and what God has led him to speak on to us. So stay tuned. It's going to be a great day in the Lord. I want to address some things today, and um, some of you may even find what I'm going to address today just a little bit, um, I don't know, it may, may be just, just a little out there for some people, but it's the real stuff. Um, there are, it seems like in this day and age, there are so many shysters and fakes and frauds and people who claim to know the word of God, but don't know the word of God. Um, they will judge you over a proof text that they may have about something that they see as a flaw, and they'll never come and even talk to you about it, and won't even have a discussion with you, and walk away and pull other people with them by seemingly just being so powerful in the word. And I wouldn't mind, um, I, I it would be easy for me to stand by and not say much about this subject, except the Bible encourages us to talk about this as pastors. Uh, Paul very much encouraged us to talk about it. Uh, the other thing that makes me very uh, disconcerted about this whole subject is that it's always the young and those who don't know the scripture very well for themselves that these kinds of people seem to go after. Um, there's, a, there's a particular passage, let me just run down here and grab it real quick uh, because Paul said, let, let me just, let me start at the top. Let me just start up here because I, I want to be, I want to make this um, in a way that you can understand it. Matthew, the seventh chapter is Jesus talking and he says it, like this. And I'm going to read from the Passion Translation. If you don't have a Passion Translation, you ought to go get one. You can also find it on Bible Gateway. You can find it on uh, Line, anywhere, diff different places. Um, I think it's only the New Testament and Psalms and Proverbs. And I think maybe they have translated Isaiah now, but um, it's really a very powerful translation. Matthew 7 Verse 1 says like this, Refuse to be a critic full of bias toward others, and judgment will not be passed on to you. I want to say that one more time because I really want you to hear that. Refuse to be a critic full of bias toward others, 
and judgment will not be passed onto you. In other words, the, the King James says it like this, judge not lest you be judged. Be right. careful, right. you know, and we know this from just living life. Right. Yeah. When you judge others, we tend to see those thoughts come back or those things come back on us, or we see others who have judged people and we see them go through the same thing later on. Right. And it's also based on the perception and only yeah. to what they know. Right. And so when you're not, you don't have a full scope of things. That's why it's so dangerous to judge. It is very we dangerous. we don't have the full scope of everything. Only God does. And so, yeah. So he says in verse two, he says, for you'll be judged by the same standard that you've used to judge others. In other words, if you don't, if you don't ever go talk to somebody who you're judging and get their, their, their concept or their idea of where they are or why they are, then that's how people are going to judge you. They're not going to talk to you and they're just going to judge you. They're going to walk away from you. So he's, this is Jesus talking, y'all. This is not me. This is not Bishop Oliver. This is it's not even Dr. Gary Oliver, even though I have a, a doctorate in theology. This is not me. This is Jesus. This is his words. For you'll be judged by the same standard that you've used to judge others. The measurement you use on them will be used on you. Why would you focus on the flaw in someone else's life and yet fail to notice the glaring flaws of your own. Well, that's deep, y'all. And he says, Jesus goes on to say, how could you say to your friend, let me show you where you're wrong when you're guilty of even more than what you're trying to judge your friend over? He said, you're being hypocritical and a hypocrite. Let me show, he says, first acknowledge your own blind spots and deal with them, and then you'll be capable of dealing with the blind spot of your friend. In other words, it says it like this in one translation. I think it's the message. Get the log out of your eye, then you can get the toothpick out of your friend's eye. <laughs> and it's basically the issue here we're dealing with. You know, Proverbs has this very profound, you know, the book of wisdom. Um, we know that Solomon uh, didn't initiate most of the Proverbs, mm -hmm. but Solomon was a very wise man and he gathered these Proverbs from all over the place. Right. He's very anointed. Yeah, he could, he could perceive. And in fact, the Bible says there was never a man so wise. Right. And never will there be again, yes. more than likely. So the scripture says, in Proverbs 18, 17, this is one of the Proverbs that Solomon had gathered. He said, there are two sides to every story. The first one speaks sound true. The first one to speak sounds true until you hear the other side and they set the record straight. In other words, there's two sides to everything. You can't just listen to one person's judgment and accusation about somebody and say that's it that's that boy that's that's the truth uh, in fact you if you really want to get down to it it's really important um that you don't make judgments i want to be careful how i say this because i'm not trying to just uh pinpoint people but i am trying to pinpoint a spirit 
you want to be careful uh, when people, I look at people that get in fights uh, on Facebook or something like that or Instagram or just calling people out or trashing people because they did something or whatever. And what a foolish idea. You didn't even have a conversation with a person. You don't even know the context from where they're coming from. You don't know anything about it. And yet the religious and the high and mighty, we get all lifted up in ourselves and think that we're somebody special and think that God has anointed us to correct the whole church. And really what we're doing is tearing the church up. And so if you really want to get down to it, you go back to the Ten Commandments. Go back to the Ten Commandments. Do you know that one of the commandments, and listen, if one of them is important, all ten of them are important. I'm going to say that again. If one of them is important, then all of them are important. Yeah, otherwise he would have just given us one. Yeah, otherwise he would have just said, Here's <laughs> It had to the be one. a balance, yeah. But let me give you the whole thing. because yes, need, yeah, we need structure. So Exodus 20.16 says it like this, You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. In other words, if you don't know something about somebody, don't run your mouth until you have a conversation with that person. Stop your talking, stop bearing false witness against people, and go sit down, have a conversation. Look at the word together. Look at the context of things, where they happened, what happened, why it happened. Talk about it. Pray about it. Let God speak to you. Don't just run wild because of something you saw or something you thought you heard or something that somebody else said about somebody. Listen to this. This is so powerful. Psalms, the 15th chapter, David was writing and he said, O Lord, who may abide in your tent and who may dwell on your holy hill? He who walks with integrity and works righteousness and speaks truth in his heart watch this and people can throw up their hands well i'm speaking the truth i'm telling you the truth check out verse three he who does not slander with his tongue nor does evil to his neighbor nor takes a reproach against his friend now that's pretty deep yeah it just it's just like you know you you take a look and now in our in our daily life um we are not a judge no. even a judge doesn't pronounce sentence right. without hearing both sides the the one that's being defended and the one that's being accused right and even with that there has to be proof yeah. that's just on our level but right. god's word says there has to be consultation with God. There has to be two right. witnesses. We cannot bear false witness. It is, it's so important that we're held to those standards. Yes. And so, and how delicate it is when those standards are not upheld because we're being judged. We yeah. cannot, we're not the judge. Only God is the and judge. It, isn't it even more important when you're a leader? Yes. Yeah. Um, you get to walk differently. <laughs> we get, get to, to be walk careful. this thing very yeah. differently. Because we know the damage. We know the responsibility being yeah. put on our on our part and 
yeah, we're we're event we 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 are held accountable. Yeah, for that to God, we are. And so I want to I want to encourage somebody that is maybe being led astray by someone who is taking up a false idea against a friend or a neighbor or someone, um, maybe someone in your church, maybe some of your leadership, maybe anything, but you may need to just pause, hit the pause button and say, you know what? I don't want to talk to you alone anymore. I need to go somewhere where I can hear the other side of the story. I haven't even talked to the other people or heard from them. Let me go see what this is all about because there are a lot of people who are deceiving young and innocent minds. And I am telling you, I'm here to put my foot on the devil's neck and tell him you will not do that in this house or any other place where I can raise my voice and elevate the word of God. Amen. Some people claim to be following the word of God, but they forget these parts. They forget these parts. Psalm 15 is really powerful. Also, Proverbs 6, watch this. This is really, man, I hope this is helping somebody. And I, I, I pray that you're jumping on there and calling your friends and letting your friends jump in the chat box and let somebody know that we're on today, that, hey, you know, Bishop and, and Dr. Noemi are on right now. You need to hear what they're saying. You need to see what they're saying. Watch this in Proverbs 6. The Bible says in verse 16, there are six things which the Lord hates, yea, seven, which are an abomination to him. Number one, haughty eyes, which is a proud look, proud look. Number two, a lying tongue. Number three, hands that shed innocent blood. Number four, a heart that devises wicked plans. Number five, feet that run rapidly to evil. Number six, a false witness who utters lies. And number seven, this is the one that God says, it's even an abomination to me. One who spreads strife among brothers. That's powerful. That's really powerful. If somebody is talking to you and spreading strife among people whom you have grown to love and know, you need to get on your face and say, God, deliver me from this lying, deceitful thing that I have encountered. And let me go back and find you. Let me talk to my friends. Let me find my friends because God hates these things. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, heart that devises wicked plans, feet that run rapidly to evil, a false witness who utters lies, and one who spreads strife among brethren. So if you want to if you want to follow scripture, make sure you follow all of it. Don't just follow your pet proof doctrines or your pet proof scriptures to prove the little point that you're saying, but go look at the whole thing. You know, when the word of God comes, the Bible says that the law came through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. 
grace and truth. Anything that Jesus did was always with grace and truth. He tells a parable. This is really powerful. He tells a parable about a guy who walks through his vineyard and he sees a plant that is not bearing fruit. He says, cut this thing down. Why do we let this take up some of the dirt here and use the minerals from this soil if it's not even going to produce fruit? Right. And the, the vineyard man, the husbandman of the vineyard comes forward and he says, sir, it's only been a year. Let me dig around it. Let me dig around it. That's truth. Let me pull up stuff that might be taking the nutrients from it. Let me get the weeds from around it. And then let me fertilize it. Mm -hmm. That's grace. Yes. And let's see what it does in one year's time. Yeah. Everything that Jesus does comes with grace and truth. There's a lot of people I could just say, you know, get rid of them. Get rid of that person. Get rid of this person. They ain't doing nothing. They ain't bearing fruit. They ain't doing this. They ain't doing that. But Jesus, the spirit of God in me says, dig up the weeds from around them and stop blocking the nutrients from getting to the roots and then spread some fertilizer and let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Let me show you another scripture. It's very powerful. And baby, you just jump in here anytime. <laughs> yes. I know I'm on a roll, but go. No, with it's it. good. You know, it's and it's interesting because you you go back and take a look at why um criticism it's it's deep in some people. Yeah. And you know, the 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 criticism also it comes from an early behavior of being criticized at a young age. And it's yeah. also a defense mechanism. And she yeah. has a defense mechanism when they feel attacked yeah. or the ego feels attacked which is not real. It's reacting to childhood, mm-hmm. childhood behavior that happened in early age. Yeah. And so it's easy because it feels like it's under attack. So I got to right. go in the defense. And so we, we just get to, like, um, you know, they're not bad people. There's bad behavior. Right. And so it's like being aware of the behavior. Right. So that you don't get caught. And, and it's interesting because you, you will find people that will listen to that behavior. Right. Who also, um, Somewhere along, they felt the same way. Felt the same way. And so, you you know, it's important. I always give this example of it, when you want advice, you want advice of strong people. Right. People that are prayerful. You want advice from uh, someone in marriage. Right. Then you go someone that has a successful marriage. marriage, you know, yeah. strong foundation. If you want someone that is going to, and you mentioned this in the last podcast, is that you're looking for someone that's going to give you advice on business. You don't go and ask someone that didn't, has never built a business. They, right. There is no foundation of knowledge. Right. And so it's important to also understand the behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the Bible tells us from the beginning. Right. That's why we don't judge. Right. And, and, and to have the grace that God pours onto us and says, don't judge because you don't want to be judged by the same manner that you're doing it. Right. And so it, it's beautiful to know that the word is so deep and profound that this is where it comes. And then we get the understanding. Why do we do right. it? It's behavior. It's kind of like, you know, striking with a hammer. Um, if I can use this analogy, it's like when I strike with the hammer, uh, I don't get to choose which part of the hammer hits and which part doesn't hit. I get the whole face of the hammer. And when we live by the word of God, we don't get to choose the little pinpoints. Right. We get to choose 
wherever it hits, all it, yeah. it all comes. Right. And it all brings me into balance. Mm -hmm. It all brings me into understanding because a lot of times I feel like people that live out of judgment are fear-based living people. Yeah, it's again, that make because they feel attacked. So it's that yeah. defense mechanism that I got to do this because, you know, right. I, this is the only way that I know. It's insecure. It's in, it, it is insecurity. Uh, criticism, it comes from being insecure of not knowing who you are. When you know who you are in, in God's eyes, yeah, you stand in your own two feet. You don't. <laughs> you, there's you don't no have to tear down. You people. don't have to. You know, you you you're able to be able to speak the word, have the same grace, have right. because we want the same grace, and yet we're human. We're yeah. human. Why do we fall to those behaviors? Again, there's not bad people. It's bad, bad behaviors. behaviors, and so right. why do we fall into those bad behaviors? Is something early in life, and and it's interesting because in it's not just in one area. You see trickles of damage in different areas right. where that behavior has also impacted <clears throat> their lives. So it's important to just be aware, acknowledge it, and, and know that we're all just as imperfect. So we, right. it's to judge somebody is not our job. No, That's it's not job. our job. And you know, it's, it's really important for us to understand um, that I only get to deal with things where I can make change, real change for me. Right. You can't change but other people. When I'm misleading you. other people, intentionally misleading other people, man, the word of God speaks so much about that. And uh, and in fact, I'm going to share a couple of things here that will will help you with that. In fact, Romans 16, verse 17 says this. And now, dear brothers and sisters, I'd like to give one final word of caution watch out for those who cause division and offenses among you when they antagonize you by speaking of things that are contrary to the teachings that you've received don't be caught in their snare are you hearing that today i pray you're hearing that because when people try to use little proof text to show you how righteous they are and how wrong everybody else is. And yet there's nobody else in the house feeling what this one person is feeling or two people or three people or whatever it may be. Nobody else is feeling it but them. And you got, you know, 300 people or a thousand people or 1500 people and nobody's feeling it but one or two people. You know, you need to be careful because that's a snare. That's a snare that somebody is setting. And he says, for people like this are not truly serving the Lord, our Messiah, but they're being driven by their own desires for a following, utilizing their smooth words and their well-rehearsed blessings. They seek to deceive the hearts of innocent ones. Y'all, this is the word of God. Yeah. This is the word of the living God. If we're going to walk in Christianity, if we're going to walk in truth, we have to be careful about causing division, pulling young saints out of a place where they just got settled in and, and uprooting everything, making, making them feel like that their leadership is all wrong or anything else. I'm telling you, that is the work of the devil. 
That is the work of the devil. And I will say it to anybody's face. I don't care who you are, where you come from, what your name is, what you got in front of your name or behind your name. I'm going to tell you that is the spirit of the devil. That is division. It's divisive. It's lying. It's wrong. Watch this. First Timothy 519. Refuse to listen to suspicious accusations against the pastors who lead the flock unless you have two or three witnesses who can confirm the accusations. <laughs> A witness is not somebody that heard about it. A witness is somebody that was there. A witness is somebody who witnessed. A witness is somebody who saw with their own two eyes. A witness is somebody who's not taken somebody else's word for something. It's somebody that was there in the middle of what happened and they saw it. And Paul said, you better have two or three witnesses before you start receiving accusations against pastors and teachers and those who lead the flock. You got to be careful. You got to be careful. It's a grave thing to do these okay. kinds of things. And one last scripture, because I want to bring this to some sort of place where, so what do we do here? So how do we move forward here? You know, my beloved friends, I'm going to read the scripture, but I'm going to talk to you like I'm talking to you. Okay. My beloved friends, those of you who are watching, if you see anyone, a believer who is overtaken with the fault, if you see somebody who you know they have a major fault, may the one among you who overflows with the Spirit seek to restore him. Win him over with gentle words, which will open his heart to you and will keep you from exalting yourself over him. Man, that's literally, I don't, I don't have better words for that. Mm -hmm. There's no better language for that particular passage than just if you see somebody who is struggling, who has a situation, then go find somebody that is overflowing with the spirit. If it's not you, then find somebody who is overflowing with the spirit and may they go to him seeking to restore him. Do you know what the word restore means? The word restore means to be put back in place quietly and quickly. Do it without much to do. They got to hang a bunch of stuff out. Just restore that person. He said, Win him over with gentle words, which will open his heart to you and will keep you. This is the part. This is the part. It will keep you from exalting yourself over him. People who are judging, you have to understand, are trying to lift themselves above everyone else. Yeah. Oh, I'm better than them because I see this. Oh, I'm better than them because I know this. Oh, I'm better than them. And you better watch out. You better pray. You better see God. You better listen. You, I'm, I'm just telling you, I'm, I can't tell you everything, but you need to know. What are they doing? They're trying to position themselves above everybody else. Watch this. 
Love empowers us to fulfill the law of the anointed one as we carry each other's troubles. I don't want to expose your trouble. I want to help you carry it. Where do I help you carry it? I help you carry it to the cross. I help you carry it to Christ. I help you lay it down at the feet of Jesus. That's what love empowers us to do. Love doesn't run and say, let me talk about you. Let me tear you down. Let me destroy you. Let me show you how wrong everybody else is. Love says, love says, I want to help you carry your trouble. And if you think, this is the scripture, if you think you are too important to stoop down and help another, you're living in deception. Wow, 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 wow. This is Galatians 6. Mm -hmm. That's, I've read you the first three verses. Let me read you the last two, and then we're going to make some commentary and we'll <laughs> close out. But the last two, verse 4, let everyone be devoted to fulfill the work God has given them to do with excellence, not run from the work God has given you to do, but fulfill the work God has given you to do with excellence, and their joy will be in doing what's right and being themselves and not in being affirmed by others. Every believer is ultimately responsible for his or her own conscience. Right. You know, at the end of the day, what we speak in this place and what we speak in the secret place and our intention here is restoration. Restoration, yes, because we are responsible for ours. And so yeah. we won't want someone else's blood on our hands. No. You know, we we God has spoken very very kindly yes and yet very direct very don't direct. mislead you know and it reminds me of when they were building the name nehemiah was building the wall right because they were doing something right there's all this distraction and just yes. wanting to create separation and you know that all these people were criticizing and trying to get them to come down come down and he never did because he no. knew god was with him and so you don't engage in those things you don't uh, participate in that just know that when god does when God, God will convict you also when, if you, you know, when you're wrong, you know, yeah, you all will. of us, every eat. one of us, otherwise we repeat the same patterns all over right. again, you know, and then we, it just looks different, but it kind of was the same, you know, we just don't want to be in that scenario. We, we, we get to love people, um, and, and, mm. you know, not be judgmental. We're not the judge, right? You know, we can only judge. And unless, and I go back to the example of, you know, you don't go back and ask for advice to, do I have a drug problem to people that are <laughs> in drugs? You know, you go people that are, they're healthy, they're that overcomers. they're overcomers, they've already gone through, they're going to move right. you up, they're going to push you, because you need healthy people around yep. you, people that can really, and, and that's what I, I, I love that, um, with the word, not only do you have the background of, you know, theology, but this is something that you guys, you know, with bishops, you guys discussed this. You have, you know, you have right. prophets that are in the house that 
there's there's um discussion of the word you know there's not just it's not just it's not just you you consult god god tells you a word you know and then you know when it's god's word because then you got another pastor another prophet someone else that is doing the exact same thing i love when we come to the house and the word that you're going to speak and praising the praise praise team is already already singing singing it it, you know that's when you know that's the holy spirit's in the house and it's just beautiful to know that god does support you does love you give you that grace and provides the assistance when we seek him not a person we seek him for that guidance and you know there's there's something that i just want to add here because you could say somebody could look at this today and say well by pointing all these scriptures out aren't you judging the one that you're even talking about or the the people that you're talking about or those who are misleading people no let me help you with this because the bible says try the spirit and see whether it be of god right and you know what you and you know the this result. spirit of deception and lying it's not good and it's not of god mm-hmm. it's not of god and there's no way that anyone could even come close to saying it is of god it's not of god there's nothing about it that is god it's all based in fear it's all based based in self-promotion and it's all based in the spirit of lying and deception yeah <coughs> well i pray that this has helped somebody today yeah. Let us be careful not to judge as we don't want to be judged. Absolutely. And I pray that you hear the spirit of the Lord. And if today, if somehow you are in a group of people that may be being misled, I pray that you, you have the strength right now in the name of Jesus to put your foot down and say, not another day. I'm not going to buy into this anymore. I'm not going to buy into the lies. I'm not going to buy into the deception. And so I just pray the spirit of the Lord come upon you right now in strength and in power and in wisdom and in understanding for where you are right now. We declare the grace and the peace and the mercy of Jesus Christ be upon us all as we live in truth and grace. Father, we just thank you for it in Jesus name. Amen. 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 We love you today. Again, this is Dr. Noemi, my beautiful wife. Thank you for joining us. And we invite you this Sunday to visit Encounter Church, 10 a.m. So excited. Yes, we are. (laughs) So we invite you. So we invite you to come be a part. Yes. We love you. May God bless you, keep you, gift you, smile upon you, look you full in your face, and cause you to walk in his counsel, not man's counsel. In Jesus. Take me to that sea.